Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 106 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. This text comes in out of Edmonton. Love the decision with Chris Jones. The only thing Chris Jones is guilty of is following the money like every person listening to the show would have done. Bottom line, it always comes down to the almighty dollar. And Bob, do they put you in the middle of a plane for weight distribution? See, I like the first half of that text. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, Japanese Village, open to serve you at any one of their five Edmonton and area locations. Try the legendary Wagyu steak cooked right before your eyes. Reserve now at jvedmonton.ca. As we re-engage Mark Spector, sports done spec for the horses and horse racing in Alberta. Alberta's top fillies and colts go head-to-head in the Philly Pace and Western Canadian Derby, December 31st at Century Mile, post time 6.15. All right, Mark Spector, here we go. Jacob Chikrin. Uh, Elliot Friedman talked about him on Friday's show. I was very lukewarm. Uh, it doesn't make sense for me because I think the Oilers need to spend in other areas to improve the team, and I think they have some internal solutions. You know how much I believed in uh, Evan Bouchard. I still believe in Evan Bouchard. In fact, I sit there on a nightly basis and wonder what would have happened if Evan Bouchard was on Edmonton's number one power play, but they signed Barry for three years. Obviously, he's going to get the benefit of the doubt this year. Um I'm big on Bouchard, and I, in my opinion, Mark, three of Edmonton's five best prospects in their organization are left-shot defensemen. Broberg, who's either the number one or number two prospect, he's having a good season in the AHL. Uh, Sam Rukoff, and Nima Linen, who's opened up some eyes with his unique skill set. Does Edmonton need to go get and bring in Jacob Chikrin, and why is Arizona trading them? Well, those are two different questions. Arizona's trading them because they're the most dysfunctional organization in the league and have been for some time. I wouldn't like normally. I would. Look, I, I'd say to you, Bob, she's such a good player in the trading, and we better do some homework on this guy. But it's happening in Arizona, so it's just because they're a train wreck. Uh, but the more important question is: Do the Oilers need this player? And in my opinion, absolutely not. Right, the Oilers have. Listen, uh, does he make you better? Yeah, he's a good player. Could you use him? Sure, but you, everything you said is true. They're stocked on defense, or as well stocked as they need to be on the left side. On the uh, left side, there yep. are lots of guys here. Right, they don't like. Let's make a list of the things this Oilers team needs right now. Starting, you know, a third line center, a little bit of support scoring, a right winger for sure. Hopefully, a top six guy. Right, I mean, a left defenseman. And we're, now that Nima Linen is showing he can play a little bit, it's down the list, Bob. Yeah. I might put goalie ahead of left. I would put so, goalie because I don't know right. where we're at with Mike Smith. So Who does? Right. So this is what I would say. So, someone 
is going to empty the cupboard for this guy. There's, it's going to be whatever Ken Holland feasibly has in his cupboard to move to get a really good player at the deadline, he would spend all of that and maybe more on Jacob Chikrin. And he'd still have all those holes up front. He still wouldn't have the depth scoring he needs. He still wouldn't have a proper third line. He still wouldn't have the third line center he's looking for. So to me, I let somebody else empty their cupboard on Jacob Chikrin. And then when the trade deadline comes, uh, I have all the all of those tools and draft picks and prospects to go out and address the things that I need in March, not something that I just would like. Check, Jacob Chicker is something I'd like. He's not something I need. Yeah. Uh, well, Mark, that makes, you know, you and me were diametrically opposed on the Chris Jones hire again. Morley and Dave uh, will have the press conference beginning right at 1.30 today. The Edmonton Elks announcing Jones coming back in as the GM head coach. On this one, we do agree. And uh, I don't want to, can we tip off what you got coming here in the next couple of days? Are you not doing a, a prospects report uh, for Sportsnet on the Oilers? Yeah, I'm writing a little prospects report, the kind of thing guys write to get through the Christmas holidays here. Yeah, so, uh, you know, and to me, looking at this team, Samarukov is, is, he's not long for this organization. Because he's a good young prospect, uh, and they're going to have to trade a prospect to get better for now, yeah. Uh, when I look at, at a lefty that's got Nurse signed long-term, it's got Keith for another year, uh, Broberg's ready to play, not quite yet, but soon, and now Nimalainen's showing you that yeah. he's pretty useful as a third-pairing guy. Sam Rukov, uh, to me, is as good as traded. Yeah, he's a chip that's going to be out there. And I just, you know, I, I we've got people, oh, they got to go get Chikrin. And I'm looking at it like, you know what? Uh, they've got Bouchard is is going to continue to grow. And you can watch how the players read and react with them on the ice 5v5. He's their best uh, puck-moving defenseman at even strength, okay, because he lets the puck do the work. Um I wanted Bouchard playing all last year, and I, and I got news for you. Like as this season goes on, uh, Niemelainen's on the IR for short term. He blocked a shot off his, uh, you know, buggered up his hand a little bit, so he's going to be out for uh, a little short spell here. Broberg's back in the minors. One of those two guys is on the team next year with Nurse and, and, and Keith. Okay, and they're still yeah. going to have at that point. Uh, they're still going to have Cuckoo as a number seven option. So I, I'm with you on the D. Which brings How about there? To me, to me the, the emergence, not the emergence, but Bouchard is just pushing, pushing, pushing. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure Barry plays the second year of his three-year well, deal. And, and that might be, maybe, I have a scenario for you. And because we are going to talk about Nuge at about 11.15, to, or sorry, 1.15, 1.16, and around that time after we come out of a break. Uh but I have a scenario for you because there is a defense. There is a team out there that needs a true power play quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think Bouchard in time can can be the power play quarterback for Edmonton. In fact, I think he, he can. I think he could step in and do it right now. Well, I'm looking, he could sure start the job right now. <laughs> I watched I watched Seattle the other night. Okay, and the Oilers had every excuse to go in that way, go away. The team was completely unsettled flying there. They lost a player that morning that they knew wouldn't be able to fly back with the team. They got down two nothing with their third string, their third organizational goalie in there, and Stuart Skinner, who's got a chance to be pretty good down the road. They had every right to go away in that game, and instead they turned the game on its ears and absolutely dominated play territorially. In fact, Edmonton, Edmonton over, Mark, games tw- uh, 10 to 20, the orders weren't that good five on five. The, power, the special teams and goaltending stole some games for them. This stretch, where they have struggled a bit, they've actually played pretty well and they've been way better five on five. But I have a scenario, and I, I looked at, I keep looking at Carson Suse. 
And Carson Soucy can play both left or right D. And he has some bite. Okay? I like him. And he's big. And I like... I don't mind admitting I like bigger defensemen because we see come playoff time, which is why I like Broberg and Niemelainen at 6'4 and 6'5. And I just, I'm looking at Seattle, and if I'm Seattle, I need a power play guy, and the Oilers have got Barry. And Seattle has got lots of cap flexibility. I'm not saying this is a deal that happens during the season, but I wonder whether or not it makes sense to do something in the offseason because Suse's got a couple years left at 275, and Barry's in at 4.5. Just food for thought. Now, I think. Seattle would want a guy like Yamamoto as well. And there's been guys there like Appleton that aren't doing much. So, I don't know. Does that make any, like, does that sort of discussion point make any sense to you? It starts, yeah. I need a, I need a you know, Tyson Berry is, is, like, remember what you're trading here. You know, to the me, highest, Tyson Berry, yeah. he's the leading, led the league in scoring last year. He's, fuck, he's, he's quarterback, the best power play in the league. Like, the thing that here's what Tyson Berry is. He's a guy that that us and and our all of our listeners we watch him every single day and see the warts. And often he he's that player that we kind of look at the warts more than we look at the rest of the player. Hundred percent. You know, there's a there's a, a very there's not a lot of Tyson Berries. I'm not saying he's Ray Bork, and I'm not saying Bouchard isn't isn't getting. You know, he, he he's pushing. He, he, he won't. He's pushing. He's not going to step in the morning and be as good as Tyson Berry. But after 50 games or a season at it, he might be. So my point is this: You're, you should trade high on Berry. Berry should bring back. Good point, he's signed for two more. Signed for two more years at a fairly reasonable number. What's he making, Bob? Uh, four and a half. Four, four and a half. Yeah. So you know what? For a guy that runs your power play and gets a bunch of points as a defenseman, there's teams dying for that guy. So. I guess what I'm saying to you is, I need a, if I'm throwing Yamamoto in, I need a lot more back than Carson Soucy, even though he's a nice player and I like him. Yep, totally. I need more back than that. So, you know what? Seattle, uh, Edmonton needs a right winger pretty bad to play in the top six. Don't they have a guy down there, number seven, Bob? What's his name again? Everly. Seattle. <laughs> hey, bring him back, Bobby. Bring him back, I say. He's having a good year. All right, Spec, great stuff. Stay in line with us, okay? Just for a sec, uh, we are going to take care of a little business. Uh, you already know that cars cost less than Wetaskiwin, but did you know that Brent Rich Ford and Wetaskiwin, 10-time President's Award winner, customer satisfaction? What does it mean? It means treating people fairly, fully transparent negotiations and making sure advertised prices include all accessories, fees, and taxes. If those attributes are important to you, phone our friends Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at one 877 3673 or brentrich.com. Brendan, are you ready for the process? Prospects Report. Big week for Tyler Tulio. The Oilers Now Prospects Report brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork. Custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com today. What do you got, Brendan? Okay, well, Matvey Petrov seems to have taken that snub from Russia's World Junior squad personally uh, because he scored five points in two games since. He's now up to 49 in 29 games for North Bay. That's third in the OHL and leads all Oilers prospects by seven points over Xavier Borgo, but as you hinted at, not to be outdone, Ty Tulio scored a hat trick midweek and followed it up with a four-point game the next night. The Oshawa Generals captain with 38 points in 26 games now. There you have it. Uh, it is 116 in Edmonton. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Oilers' third center position. And do they just roll the big guns? McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Nugent Hopkins down the middle. You tell us. Texas is 780-496-006. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Three on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. We'll also get to this date in Oilers history. You're listening to Oilers now. It's 116 in Edmonton. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. 118 in Edmonton Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. Uh, Mark Spector for the horses in Horse Racing Alberta. Um... Uh, Alberta's top fillies and Colts go head-to-head with the Philly Pace and Western Canadian Pacing Derby December 31st at uh, Century Mile post time, 6.15. We uh, bring Mark Spector back again at 1.30 today. Uh, 6.30, Chad will carry live the Edmonton Elks press conference. They've named Chris Jones, general manager, head coach, Morley Scott, and Dave Campbell will have complete coverage for you. All right, Speck, so... We both agree that if you're going to move the assets, the assets need to be moved in other areas. We're unsure on the goaltending situation at this time. Um, there's been a drop-off over the last eight games or so, nine games. Uh, you know, first ten-game stretch, had great goaltending and uh, a great special teams. Second ten-game stretch, poor 5v5 play, good goaltending, terrific special teams, and then games 20 to 29, uh, special teams dropped off, especially the PK. Goaltending dropped off. Five-on-five play improved. We're not sure. Do you have any clues to where we're at with Mike Smith right now, Spec? No, absolutely none, and it's very disconcerting. I've watched him practice. He looks pretty good, but he just never seems to play, right? Like, when does when does day-to-day become, you know, month-to-month to, to what? Like, no, I don't have a clue where he's at, and it's taken too long. It would, if I was Dave Tippett, I'd be nervous. Okay, and uh, therein lies part of the rub for what the Edmonton Oilers might need to do in terms of deploying their assets that they move. Because you know that uh, Ken Holland has stated on the record that uh, based upon where Edmonton in theory should be, he's totally propo- uh, prepared to move the first-round pick. Mark, I look at the Oilers' forward groups, and uh, it was interesting. I didn't even mind Seth Griffith the other night against Seattle. Like To me, he gave the team something that maybe a couple of their fourth-line wingers haven't been able to. But I think that there is a distinct possibility, and the 5-on-5 play mark has been better in the third 10-game segment this year. It has been. The numbers speak for themselves. You look at all the advanced analytics, the game in Seattle, the game against Minnesota, the game against Boston. The orders were doing some good things there. Okay? So here we go. It's interesting. Nugent Hopkins was not available for that game uh, in Seattle. And McDavid and Dry. Now, Seattle's not a, a great team, and they weren't playing very well. But McDavid and Dry Settle, we know, can center their own line. They've moved Fogel up. Uh, Perlini was playing left side, not ideal, I think, uh, for uh, Leon Dry Settle. I think Perlini's got to play. I mean, he's he's been a borderline fringe NHLer this year. That's no other way to say it. He's been up and down already. Um, but Nugent Hopkins and Zach Hyman not playing. And I just wonder, can you play those guys together? 
and then build enough around McDavid and Drysaddle so you play Nugent Hopkins at center and Hyman on Nugent Hopkins' wing. Does that give you enough juice? Does that give you a pretty good top nine? What are your thoughts there on deploying RNH as a third-line center? Well, I think what the Oilers have done for so long here, and I've been, uh, you know, I don't think it's been a bad idea. They've they've always been so concerned about furnishing McDavid and Drysaddle with enough talent around them so that those guys can do what they do. And they re, in return, McDavid and Drysaddle lead the league in scoring the Win Hart trophies and Art Ross trophies. So they've delivered. But they've deployed, the, you know, Nugent Hopkins is the best example. He, he's their third best forward, let's say, for now. And, you know, we'll argue with the Play RV fans later. And Hyman. Uh, he's their, and Hyman. And Hyman, sure. Let's, let's, over the years, I guess I'm going back, Bob. Traditionally, RNH has been their third best forward. And the minute that Drysaddle established himself and, and, and they put McDavid and Drysaddle on different lines, they moved Nuge to wing. And I think maybe it's time. Like the success hasn't been there. The, the, the problem of having not enough depth scoring, the problem of winning games that 97 and 29 don't win for you, that problem still front and center. It has not been, despite picking up Fogel, despite picking up Hyman, despite the emergence of Jesse Pugliarvi, that problem is still a problem, right? They don't win any games or enough games when, when 29 and 97 don't have two, three points each. So maybe it's time for a, a new thought here. Maybe, maybe you play McDavid down the middle, you play Drysaddle down the middle, and if you play Nugent Hopkins down the middle on the third line, to me he needs help in the face-off circle, which Hyman gives him. Yep. And then you have three, you know, Hyman and Nugent Hopkins together, uh, McDavid and Yessi Pogliarvi together, and Drysaddle and you name the player. I think he's getting a little shorted here. Does he play with Fogo on the left side? Does he play with Yamamoto on the right side? Who's he get? We'll figure that out later. Yeah. But maybe it's time to say, you know what? Maybe McDavid and Drysaddle won't lead the league in scoring, but maybe we'll win more, and maybe we'll have better depth and be harder to deal with. And if you got to change in game and put change your lines, that's what you're going to do. But what you're saying, Bob, is what I've been thinking for a while here. This depth thing that is their issue. You know, they've they've acquired a couple guys and they've grown Jesse Pulyarvi. And it's still an issue. And maybe it's a fundamental change that has to happen. And to me, that makes Nugent Hopkins on the third line and take a good player see, like Hyman, put him down there to support him. See, what I would do is I would play McLeod with Ryan and Sevier on the fourth line. Uh, I think okay. Edmonton will add two forwards. Uh, one of those forwards, Dylan Holloway, will go down to the minors uh, in February. And by the time the trade deadline comes up, middle of March, he'll be back up. Yeah. Then they got to trade. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, well, we'll see. And that's Mark. 100% fair by you. I've never played a pro game here, Bobby. I think I operate with Dylan Holloway out of my mind until next training camp, personally. And, but keep going. And I don't because I trust what the players tell me. And what the players tell me is good on Dylan Holloway, that they were impressed by him before he had the wrist surgery. That's a difficult surgery to come back. I'll grant you that. We've seen it with uh, oh boy. Alina, uh, Elias Patterson. You know, had a wrist surgery. There was some guy. But I think he'll be here. He can skate. And and then that gives you the option. Like on the right side right now, you got Pogliarvi, Yamamoto, Cassian, and Sevier. Okay? So at center, you'd be looking at McDavid, Drysaddle, Nugent, Hopkins, and Ryan. On the left side at this stage, you would have Fogel uh, and Hyman and McLeod. So you got to get another guy that can play left le- uh, left wing. And that's what you're going to have to – so maybe it's Holloway. Maybe you'd acquire it by trade. And and maybe you're so good in terms of what you acquire by trade that Sevier or McLeod becomes your 13th forward. 
Because I think you want Ryan centering the fourth line because you need at least one right shot guy to win some draws. And you know what else could happen, Bob? You might just go... What I like about this is what you're telling me. I can see in this situation where you could make... if If you got the right left winger... And you had to move Hyman over, I guess you could. If you got the right right winger, which is what they need, uh, then you shift Yamo and Cassian down or whatever you do. They need a better, they need another top six right winger. I think they only have one on their team. And you know what, Bob? What if you went to the deadline and all of a sudden there was a deal for a third-line centerman? That See, and I don't think there is, Mark. That's the issue. Well, okay. I mean, there hasn't been, and that's a hard guy to get. There's only so many filled the nose out there every year. I get that, Bob. But let, uh, what I'm saying is, your GM now goes to the deadline with a lot of options yeah. to solve his problem. So let's say he gets a third line centerman that he likes. Well, now you now Nugent Hopkins becomes your left winger again, and away we go. So Acquisition think, cost to get a winger versus a center significantly huge. left, and you might need to use the assets to get the goalie. Mark, we got to run. Uh, this is your last show before Christmas and uh, the holidays. Your chance to wish everybody a, a special message. And you too, Bob. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and Brendan and everyone at Chet and all the listeners who've been putting up with you and me barking at each other for all these years. <laughs> we'll take the Christmas off and agree to just have an eggnog and a rum and uh, and enjoy the nice cold weather, Bob, out there. So Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, have a great show and have a great uh, you and your family, Bobby. There we go. That's Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for the Horses and Horse Race in Alberta. Uh, we wrap up our portion today with this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. Looking for a great Oilers road trip, fly nonstop to Nashville with Flair Airlines to watch the Oilers play for only 1750 bucks. This trip is in April. Call New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. Go, Brendan. Uh, 1989, Glenn Anderson scores twice as 15th and 16th of the year as the Oilers edge the Winnipeg Jets 3-2. to They'd uh, go 9-2-2 two two that day. December. Mark Messier and Craig Simpson each register two, uh, two assists. Kelly Buckberger dropped the gloves with uh, Gord Donnelly and Bill Ranford got the win and goal. Uh, ten days later on New Year's Eve, the Oilers played the Winnipeg Jets in Winnipeg. Don Sherry was a nationally broadcast game. Said the Edmonton Oilers were going to win the Stanley Cup. He was right. They won the Stanley Cup the following spring. The Stan Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Looking for a great road trip? Fly on. Stopped in Asheville with Flair Airlines to see the Oilers play for only $1,750. Call New West Travel. Go online at newwesttravel.com. All right, here's what we got going on. Uh, Morley Scott and I believe Reed Wilkins are down at the press conference. Dave Campbell will join us as well uh, for complete coverage on the Edmonton Elks hiring of Chris Jones. Uh, Reed will have more tonight on Inside Sports, uh, including Caden Gooley, who unfortunately we had to postpone on today's show. Tomorrow, Brian Lawton, NHL insider John Shannon, and political affairs columnist and cult of hockey writer at the Edmonton Journal, David Staples, will be amongst our guests. We're working on two pretty special guests over the next couple of days for you as well. There you have it. The Edmonton Elks press conference up next here on 630 Jet. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.